0: आर्मी एक जुनून है जज्बा है हम लोग का कि आर्मी ज्वाइन करेंगे देश की रक्षा करेंगे पैसा कमाना होता तो और भी कई जगह था हम लोग के लिए तीन बजे उसकी सुबह होती है दोपहर 40 डिग्री सेल्सियस में लोग कूलर में बैठते हैं और एसी में बैठते हैं सुबह दौड़ता है शाम दौड़ता है दोपहर the ह है तीन-तीन सुखा लेता है अपना आपको
1: ये ट्रेनड आर्मी को तैयार होने में सोल्जर को तैयार होने में कितने दिन लगते हैं मिनिमम 10 सप्ताह से 6 महीने का ट्रेनिंग दिया जाएगा और उस ट्रेनिंग को देखकर आप हमें अरुणाचल और पाकिस्तान के भेजिएगा क्या
0: कर सकते हैं लास्ट को जान भी हमारे पास कुछ
1: माँ बाप हम पे भरोसा किया है कि मेरा बेटा आर्मी बन के आएगा हम गरीब घर से जा यहाँ पटना में आके पढ़ रहे हैं तैयारी कर रहे हैं हर सुबह गंगा नदी जाते हैं बाला में दौड़ने के लिए मात्र चार साल के लिए।
2: Hello and welcome to We the People. Over the past week, we've seen visuals of violent protests over the Agnipat scheme splashed across our TV screens and our newspapers. Protests have broken out in eight states of India. In a few states, the protests turned violent, which included setting trains on fire in stone-pelting incidents and arrests have been made. While there are political and social ramifications of this scheme, and there are many unanswered questions about whether it was Poorly thought out, whether it was poorly rolled out. Tonight on We the People, we want to try and cut through the haze. There's so much confusion about what this means for aspirants who have dreamt about serving in the Indian Army. On NETV, we are doing other shows on the larger economic motives, the social imperatives behind the Agnipath project. But every day, still, thousands of anxious and confused young Indians are coming out on the streets to protest. Can we help them? Today, the three service chiefs came together to put out a strong defense of the government's new army recruitment scheme that has India on the boil. They came together to answer questions and clear doubts about the new military recruitment scheme. The government now says that fake news on WhatsApp groups are being spread. In fact, the government has just banned some 35 such groups. So on the show, let's try and separate the fact from fiction. The government says that this is a much needed reform that will benefit the Indian youth and army aspirants in the long run. Is that true or has a coveted profession been reduced to a joke? Let's try and find out. On We The People tonight, we've put together some experts who can try and answer your questions. We've been getting some questions uh, from our audience and we'll try and help you make an informed decision on this show tonight. Uh, we have uh, joining us uh, on the show. We'll have uh, Air Commodore Dr. Ashminder Singh Vahal. He's a defense analyst. We have Major Mohammad Ali Shah, another defense analyst, uh, and we have the defense and strategic affairs analyst, Lieutenant Colonel J S Sodhi, retired Lieutenant Colonel J S Sodhi, an instructor in uh, the Officers' Training Academy in Chennai, which trains short service officers we have uh, the former company com- he's been a former company commander in the northeast and we have a defense analyst brigadier uh, Dr. Vinod Dutta retired of course uh, against uh, um, uh, the former deputy assistant chief uh, of the IDS and we have uh, Sudhir Nikul currently an author columnist and socio-political activist so first and foremost I just want to get let me put that question across to you all of our panelists thank you for your time I uh, I just want to get opening uh statements uh, opening arguments from all of you, find out where you stand on this matter. The government says this is a much needed major reform. They say it will benefit uh, the Indian youth. These protesters are protesting unnecessarily because they don't have the right information. It says that army aspirants in the long run will uh, benefit. So my question to you first um, uh, uh, we'll uh, let's go across to all of our guests, one after the other let's uh air Commodore uh, Behel. Is this true or has this coveted profession been reduced to a joke?
3: See, first of all, I, I will accept that there are major reforms required in our recruitment process so as to reduce our pension budget, which occupies close to 22 to 25 percent of our total defense budget, which is about five uh, lakhs twenty-five thousand crores. But it is it is still a very large percentage and there is less funds available for capital budget, which means that modernization of the forces suffers, especially the high technology equipment is very costly. Now, just to give you an example, an aircraft today, even an ordinary third generation or fourth generation aircraft costs around anywhere from 300 to 500 crores. So we need money. So that is one. Second is youth profile. You want to reduce it from 32 years to 26 years. So that also sounds logical and then there are certain amount of population which wants to come to the armed forces for the adventure part and they would they should have an opportunity to come. But I have, uh, the way that it has been implemented, I have issues with that, a wider consultations were needed, whether all the stakeholders were consulted or not and how deeply they were consulted and if they were consulted, were the youth consulted, were the opposition parties consulted, was the draft put up in public and, and asked for inputs. I really don't think all this has happened because of which there are so many, uh, you know, revisions that keep coming up. I may not say revisions, additions. Every day there's a new statement, 10 percent or uh, people from CAPF, from Assam rifles, from defense related PSEs. But I would like to put one point across that for highly technologically advanced air force such as the Indian Air Force, the people in the technical trades barely learn their job in three to four years. So if you're going to just be a transition machinery where you where you pick up people from, uh, you know, street, turn them into engine in, uh, engine or instrument or electrical specialists, by the time you make them specialists and they can repair aircraft or do 50 hours, 100 hours, 400 hours sourcing, they're already back to the street. And what use there will be in Assam rifles, I'm not so sure. What use there will be in, in defense-related, you know, uh, Central uh, Armed Police Forces, I don't know. Maybe yes, H L yes. But how many can HAL absorb? And what is the percentage? How is the process going to be done? Whether they will get four years seniority or not? There are more questions to be answered before we have gone in for recruitment. So we have just jumped in without thinking of the consequences. We we should have thought of the consequences. And why this magic figure of four years? And why not any other Mm. figure? That has not been explained very well.
2: All right, uh, Major Shah, uh, to you, uh, a long pending reform or an ill judged scheme?
0: Uh, Sarah, it's
4: definitely a long pending reform, and I think our country needs a dose of discipline. That's something which we, as it means, we lack, whether you like it or not. The truth is that it's a reality. And in countries like Israel, Singapore, Korea, there is a compulsory stint in the army for a couple of years. It makes them a better citizens, it equips them with a lot, a lot of life skills. Which are invaluable in life to survive anywhere. You qualify, you you go for education, you do five years law, four years engineering, four years mbs four years BDS. Why not? You are equipping yourself. I joined the Short Service Commission for five years only. I resigned from a very lucrative job in a multinational company because I was motivated, it was a calling. I want to serve the nation for five years, and I was very clear of that. And I am very proud to say that Colonel J. S. Sodi was my instructor. Paramir Chakra Sanjay Singh was my instructor. That time at OTA. So, yes, most certainly it should be encouraged, and these young boys, they are in for uh, very good learning in the army, I would say that.
2: Okay, uh, that's one perspective. Uh, Brigadier Dr. Vinod Dutta, uh, where do you stand on this?
1: Well, uh, uh, you see, uh, as uh, Air Commodore Pahal has already said, that we were colleagues of the Army War College, uh, let me tell you. Uh, the reforms are required. Change is a must. But the way you know it has been put across, the way uh, it it has been projected to the youngsters, I mean that was I think uh, was a knee-jerk uh, uh, reaction. Firstly, you see uh, what I feel is that the terms of engagement should have been longer. The retention percentage should have been longer. You know what has happened is the promises. Now, what the government is doing now, it should have been done earlier. The youth should have been taken on board. And a large number, like if you see the protest which is happening, it is the hinterland for the recruitment. So you just can't have, uh, you know, uh, soldiers, like uh, six months gone in, a, uh, in training. 90 days uh, leave, he's authorized. So say about uh, uh, one, one and a half year is gone. So his effective, uh, you know, availability is going to be, uh, uh, say, about two, two and a half years which is not sufficient then you know you see he he will also undergo a specialized training you know whether he joins infantry uh mechanized infantry or artillery or uh, services he will uh, have to undergo a specialized training Hmm. so he's not available to you and by the time it uh, you know the army is going to say thank you very much you are not required so you know the form and the manifestation in which the government has put put it across is Mm -hmm. uh, uh, certainly requires a, a review secondly what, what, you know, we can't compare ourselves uh, with Israel and uh, because we have no dearth of human capital. You see, uh, is the uh, pension uh, cut only applicable to the defense? There are so many other departments where there is a lot of, ex- uh, you know, you, you see uh, a tremendous amount of expenditure and a wasteful mm-hmm. expenditure. Why can't we have agnivis for the IPS? Why can't we have agnivis in the IAS? Why can't we have agnives uh, in the political system? Let everybody, let me also be a you know a politician for uh, uh, say four years. So if the cost cutting is to be done, it has to be done uh, at all ends. And let me tell you, defence. You see, defence is one such potent weapon in the state armory that you are u- utilising them like insurgency. Whose job is it? It is a police job. It is fought in the lap of army, uh, disaster management. It is NDRF, SDRF. And the problem is that, you know, government has been always, you know, they have over-promised and under-delivered. I'm not talking about this government, mm-hmm. the previous governments also. Fair enough. And, uh, you
2: know, yeah. Okay, Shah, let me just get opening uh, statements from everybody. Uh, left and colonel Sodi, uh, go ahead, then we'll come back to all of you.
5: Jahan Sara, it's my honor to be on your news channel. The Agnipath scheme is very good for the national interest For good from the uh, youth's point of view and it is good for the society. I'll just take a minute each to explain all the three points. Why it is good for the national interest? It gives us a lower age profile. There'll be a saving of of about 50,000 crore of rupees, which can be used for the latest technology and the weapons for the Indian armed forces. Now, why is it good for the youth? It offers them uh, to join a good job at just age of 17 and a half to 18, where they can serve. And those 25% who are retained for the longer service fine. Those who do not get retained because of service constraint, not because they are rejected, because of the service constraints, they will have an option to go in the various organizations like the paramilitary forces or the Ministry of Defense. Or there'll be some of them who would not like to do a job. They uh, All the Agni would will be getting about 12 lakh rupees. They can set up their own businesses. And why is it good for the society? It is good for the society. I'll give you a small example of my personal life to explain. I am from the Bombay Sapposal Corps of Engineers, where our troop composition is 37% Sikhs, 37% Hindus, Maharashtrians, 18% Muslims and 8% other Indian, Indian communities. We have a Sarvat sthal in my regiment, which has the Mandir Masjid Gurdwara under one roof. It is mandatory for all officers, Jesuits and other ranks, irrespective of their religion, to attend the Tuesday Aarti, to attend the Friday Namaz and the Sunday gurpani in the Sarv sthal. It has been over nine years since I took premature or voluntary retirement from the army. Till today, whenever I cross a masjid, mandir or kurdwara, my head goes in reference. This scheme is a win-win for everyone, country, youth, well, and society. Well, you
2: you pointed out some of the advantages of uh, being in the army. So many would ask, why mess with it if it's not broken? If that was a system that you were so proud of, that was in place. All right, we have uh, all of our panelists who have an army background. Uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Kulkarni, uh, come in over here. Let's let's move across then to the. The two main points here, the main push for this scheme, according to the center, according uh, to the army, the chiefs in this press conference today, is that a large number of soldiers were in their 30s. And this age factor had become worrisome. Will that be addressed by this new
0: scheme? Unlike uh, the distinguished uh, co-panelists who are from the armed services, armed forces, you know, I'm a layperson. But uh, I'll try and speak for the protesters. This is not, Agnipath is not an employment scheme. It's partially a retirement scheme. It's not a recruitment scheme. It's partially three-fourths a rejection scheme. And this is what has uh, created a lot of dissatisfaction, even anger among, not lakhs but millions of aspirants in the country. Now, who joins the FAUJ, especially at uh, the lower level? It is not the metropolitan upper classes. It is mainly youth from rural India, Mofusil India. They not only want jobs, but they want an opportunity to serve the nation. And nothing carries greater prestige and patriotic pride than serving in the Indian Army, Navy, Air Force. But look at uh, the spokespersons of the ruling party and the government, the way they are trying to justify the scheme. Just today, we had Vijay Vargiya. Yeah, Kailash sure. Vijay Vargiya. He's not a fringe element in the BJP. Sure. He's a national general secretary. And he said that Agniveers can, can come and join of security the guard BJP the party. office as a chowkidar. Now, isn't it, isn't it humiliation? Is the army training these Fair people... Fair enough. These are points that we have focused on. I, I want to get across one more to this point, One more point. One more very important point. Go ahead. Now there is Kishan Reddy, who is a yes. union minister, who says that Agni can be trained as barbers and washermen and, uh, and electricians. Mm-hmm. Now is this the aspiration of the people yeah what? let's put that
2: question across we have uh, all of our panelists who are who do have an army background let's keep those quotes up so they can see them but i want to stick to the two main points here the government has pushed this through and they are saying they're not going to go back on this for two reasons one that the age of the uh, average uh, uh, you know uh, army officer will go down which is good for the country which is good for the forces and two that the cost of pensions etc the cost of the defense budget etc etc will go down is that true i want to ask air commodore first uh, to you uh, air commodore behel will the cost go down i want to understand simply one thing let's say i'm really simplifying this as mr kulkarni says i'm a lay person let's say in the past before this scheme the government was just to simplify this uh, taking in a hundred people into the army uh every year they would serve 15 to 17 years and they will get a lifetime pension. Today, the government is, let's say, taking in uh, 400 people, out of which 100 after four years are going to be confirmed. They will then pay seven uh, uh, work uh, 17 years, serve the nation for 17 years and still get a pension. So how is the budget coming down?
3: See, the budget is coming down quite a, quite a lot. I'll give you two analogies. One, if you see last two years, there has been no recruitment. So one lakh people plus they have already reduced, and now also every year you are you are you are supposed to recruit fifty to sixty thousand of the defence personnel. But what you have done is you are going to recruit only forty six thousand, and over a period of time, increase it to sixty thousand. Does the army
2: need to cut down, or is this a requirement, or is this a necessity?
3: The necessity is saving costs. So, somewhere down the line, this is what I want to highlight. At a time when, one, we one, China, when we have
2: conflicts with China, when we have conflicts with Pakistan, is this a smart move? Understand now, that listen, it is a requirement.
3: Absolutely. Put it backfire? So there, there, is, there is a conflict here of interest in the operational effectiveness and cutting off cost. And I tend to agree that there is a minimum number of people that are required in the armed forces in all the three services to maintain the sharper edge. The second factor is they have not touched upon the defense civilians at all. Now, there is a very large number of defense civilians in the Ministry of Defense. Why isn't this scheme put to them? Why is it to defense people of uniform? Many, many unanswered questions. All right. Let's get uni- in some
2: of our audience members over here. We have uh, Aman Mudgal. Uh, And Rahul Mishra, go ahead with your questions, please.
5: Uh, Sarath, first of all, thanks a lot for having me on this show. So I really want to give benefit of doubt to the government that this scheme is actually really good. Okay, But what is surprising for me is uh, right what we have seen that this government, be it the GST, be it the Farmers Bill, and now with this Agnipat scheme, the government might have very good intention, but somehow it is the execution part. in the, right. the execution
2: paying. is not okay. Rahul Mishta, mm-hmm. what's your, do you have a question, a statement?
5: Uh, yes, the question is, why is it getting so difficult for the government every time it launches a plan or a scheme to actually convince the common citizen why so many people are getting into violence?
2: All right. Aman Mudgal, what's your question? Aman unmute Aman you sunai All right. We don't seem to have uh, uh, Aman there. We'll try and get back to him. But I want to go across uh, to all of my members, who uh, the panelists who served in the army. Uh, If you had a child or someone you had to advise, would you tell them to go in for this program? And I ask you this because the scheme now bars uh, candidates above the age of 23, correct? Uh, and if so, that means you cannot go to college and then apply. You have to start at 17, let's say, according to this new system. Mm-hmm. So that would require you to, at class 12, take a decision about whether you should take this route or mm-hmm. not. Give up higher education and go the army route or not. So go ahead. Uh, Major Shah, what would you do if you were 17 again?
4: Uh, very good question. And through your question, I'm sure, I mean, you have caught the pulse of the youngsters today and... I would be able to answer a lot of young minds who would be having a similar question. Yes, most certainly, Sarah. The question is, yes, I would send my child if I was from a rural background, if I had this option, I would encourage him further to please go ahead and that does not mean that you are dropping higher education. It only means that you are empowering him with greater skills and greater knowledge. And it's only four years, is hardly a time. You can equip yourself with skills and then, yes, you have time. If you want to do something further, you okay. can do it.
2: Do yes. something further, you can do it. But Brigadier uh, Brigadier Datta, when you come out, 75% of recruits after four years will be back on the market, but they will be a 12th pass. What would you advise your younger self at 17?
1: You see, what I'm going to tell them is that the uh, youngsters, they are looking at a nation with a lot of expectations and uh, job security. Basically, a youngster is looking for career progression and uh, some kind of job security. But the government you see in past it has happened that uh, you know the uh, the successive governments have not been able to fulfill the uh promises of these youngsters they over promise under deliver like like all these promises which are being made like uh there have been uh, so many amendments in last uh, say uh, uh, say about 48 odd hours so the government should stick to it they should be followed in letter and spirit I'll just give you an example you know in disaster management act came into being in 2005 uh and it is 2022. You know, the, one of the mandate was that the ex-servicemen, you know, who retires at the age of uh, say, uh, around 40, that they will be, uh, uh, you know, taken in, in the SDRF to fill the establishment. Yes. After 16, 17, 18 years, still the SDRF establishment is not fulfilled. Absolutely. And when the third of, uh, you know, ex-servicemen, 60,000 ex-servicemen, including officers, junior commissioned officers and non-commissioned officers retire every month. So the the youngster, you know the government should uh, you know uh, pose that kind of trust in them. Secondly, you see, uh in, wo kehte na ke, umre se uh you know, when will that guy uh, you know establish himself? And mm. why should he be running to th- these various departments? Okay, Lieutenant Colonel you know, Sodi, please respond over there. We
2: already have existing reservation for ex-servicemen. Now, if you're going to add another 10% out of this, uh, you know, 75%, that's not going to be absorbed. How is it going to work?
5: Sarah, that's a very good question. You know, people who retired before this scheme came in, like I am one of them. Now, there's an organization in the army called the DGR, the Director General Resettlement. Now, DGR would help us. resettle in the civil life whereas today's press conference by the senior generals and admirals of the armed forces makes it clear that the armed forces will ensure that the agni weeds who do not uh, get selected for the longer uh, retention in the service they will be absorbed in some or the other government organization so there's a difference now earlier the dgr used to assist us now the dgr will ensure us with these kind of you know, strong commitments coming in today's press conference, I think most of the peers of the youth should be allied. I would like to add one more point. The press conference which was held today and the details given, this should have been held on 14th itself when the scheme was released and these details should have been given in form of a leaflet to all the press who were present there. It would have you know avoided this misunderstanding to a great extent.
2: Uh, last question, to Mr. Kulkarni. Can we still say... Uh, Jai Javan, Jai kisan the slogan popularized by uh, the Prime Minister, Prime Minister Shastri in the Indo-Park war?
0: First we had uh, the farmers' agitation and the stakeholders, kisans, were not consulted before the three farm laws were undemocratically rammed through. And now a recruitment scheme for the armed forces has been brought in without consultation with the stakeholders at the youth of India. Now, is this the the way to run a government? Now, the army may have certain compulsions. They want to reduce the pension burden. But what about the burden of unemployment? Mm. The people of India, young people of India, are facing a huge problem of unemployment. And especially those who want to join the army, it's not only for employment. Joining the army is a matter of pride especially for people in rural India. You know, when a person joins the Indian army, the person rejoices, the family rejoices, the Biradari and the entire village rejoices. But imagine after four years, this Agnivir comes back rejected. What will happen to him? What will happen to that Biradari and the family? Mm. Have we considered this kind of uh, uh, higher and fire scheme that has, that has come to the Indian army? Is the Indian Army going to be identified with contract labor?
2: All right. So many, many unanswered questions. We'll, of course, uh, try and do our bit to continue to do shows like this. But thank you all uh, for your time tonight joining us on We The People.